Welcome to Grace Abounds. I'm Pastor Jen Shaw, and in this podcast, I'm sharing my Sunday sermons from St. John's Lutheran Church, Palm Desert, California. I'm so grateful that you've joined us, and I trust that these words build you up in faith, hope, and love. In her book, Holy Envy, Barbara Brown Taylor writes that scripture is filled with those whom she calls religious strangers, people who are not part of Jewish or Christian faith communities and yet act as agents of the God who transcends religion and never met a stranger. Melchizedek, the Canaanite king and priest who blesses Abraham, Jethro, a priest of Midian, who was the father-in-law and a teacher of Moses. Ruth, the Moabite who became an ancestor of King David and Jesus Christ. The Magi from Persia who offered gifts to the baby Jesus. The Samaritan woman who discussed theology with Jesus at a well. The Roman centurion who declared of Jesus on the cross, truly this man was God's son. As Brown writes, God works through religious strangers. God sends people outside of a faith community to bless those inside of it. God speaks truth through unexpected people in unexpected places at unexpected times. In other words, if we're listening, if we're open to the Holy Spirit, if we're willing to hear and to speak, Anyone can be a prophet of the Lord. As both Moses and Jesus affirm in our scripture readings for today, the Lord God had called Moses to go down to Egypt and lead the people of Israel from slavery under the Egyptian empire to freedom in the northeastern land of Canaan. And he did. Moses led the people out of Egypt through the Red Sea across the wilderness of the Sinai Peninsula, over the plains of Moab, and right to the borders of the Promised Land. But it was a long journey, a journey of 40 years, a journey that was filled with challenges. Numbers 11 recounts events relatively early in this journey. God has given the people commandments, including the Ten Commandments, showing them how to live in right relationship with God and each other. God has miraculously nourished the people with manna from heaven and quail and water from a rock. God has instructed the people to build the tabernacle, also called the tent of meeting, which would later serve as the template for the temple in Jerusalem. The tent of meeting was a portable portable divine sanctuary It was considered to be a dwelling place of God on earth. It was the religious and geographical center of the Israelite community as they set up camp in their travels. And it was where Moses would go to speak with the Lord face to face. When the people start complaining, again, about the food that God has provided for them, the Lord becomes upset with the people, and this distresses Moses. And Moses says to the Lord, essentially, I'd rather die than keep carrying the people on my back. 
There are several conversations recorded in Scripture when the Lord says to Moses, your people, and Moses says to the Lord, your people, the Lord listens to Moses and helps him out. Moses doesn't have to carry the burden of leadership alone. There are others in the community who can carry it with him. Moses doesn't have to be the only one speaking to the people on behalf of the Lord. There are others who can be prophets. And so the Lord tells Moses to gather 70 elders in the community at the tent of meeting in the center of the camp. And when they are gathered, the Lord puts his Holy Spirit on them and they prophesy. They do what prophets do. Speak and enact the truth about God and about us. Remind the people that God is faithful and call on the people to be faithful in response, comforting the people in their suffering and confronting the people in their sin, calling them to repent, change their hearts and minds in the presence of God, be who our good and gracious creator intends for us to be. In the words of Pastor Eugene Peterson, there are two interlaced convictions that characterize a prophet. The first is that God is personal and alive and active in our day-to-day -day lives. The second is that what is going on right now, in this world at this time in history, is critical. A prophet is obsessed with God and immersed in the now. The role of a prophet is to call people to live well, to live rightly, to be, in a word, human, truly and fully human. The elders at the tent of meeting aren't the only prophets, however. Two wonderfully named elders, Eldad and Medad, did not go to the tent of meeting. They stayed outside in the camp with the rest of the people. And the Holy Spirit also filled them, and they also prophesied. The problem, at least for one young man who runs to Moses and tattles on them, is that they didn't go through the proper channels. They didn't respect the authority of Moses. They weren't in the proper place for prophecy. And Joshua, whom Moses mentored for years, who went up the mountain with Moses when he received the commandments, who led the people of God into the promised land after Moses went home to the Lord, is also disturbed by Eldad and Medad prophesying, presumably concerned for Moses' prestige and position. And so Joshua says to Moses, stop them. Moses does not. He assures Joshua there is no need to be jealous on his behalf. Moses is humble and gracious enough to recognize that while he is a uniquely called and gifted prophet of the Lord, he is by no means the only prophet of the Lord. That the Lord can and does work in ways far beyond his comprehension. That the Spirit blows where the Spirit will. Would that all the Lord's people were prophets, Moses says, and that the Lord would put his Spirit on them. God can and does speak and act inside and outside the tent of meeting, inside and outside our religious centers, inside and outside our particular faith communities. 
as Jesus affirms in our gospel reading for today. By this point in Mark's gospel narrative, Jesus has been mentoring his disciples for several months now. His disciples, Peter, James, and John, have gone up the mountain with him where he was transfigured with the glory of God and spoke with Moses and Elijah. And he has explained to his disciples that true leadership, true discipleship, true greatness is found in serving others, welcoming the vulnerable among us, following him in sacrificial, life-giving love. Jesus has also explained to his disciples that he will express the depth of his love. He will save the world in his suffering, death, and resurrection, giving his life for ours, giving us life now and forever. But, as Mark notes, the disciples don't understand all of this yet. And so here, John, the disciple of Jesus, like Joshua, the disciple of Moses, is concerned that someone who is not part of their group is doing the healing work of the Lord. John comes to Jesus and tells him that some random person was casting out demons in the name of Jesus. And they tried to stop him because, John says, he was not following us. Note John does not say following you, but following us. Jesus tells John not to stop this person. Because, as Jesus explains, someone who does good in his name will not soon after be able to speak evil of him. Someone who does the will of the Lord is doing the will of the Lord. Whoever is not against us is for us. This reminds me of the words of Jesus in John 10, when he tells his listeners that he has other sheep who do not belong to this fold. Perhaps he is telling his followers that people we might think are not God's people, not in the center of God's community, outside of the fold, are his sheep too, his people too. Jesus is the Lord, the only one in whom salvation is found, the good shepherd. And his sheepfold is much larger than we might imagine. His spirit is resting on people inside and outside our sacred space. His truth is being spoken and his work is being done by people inside and outside our particular tent. Jesus continues here that God notices even the smallest act of hospitality, even giving a cup of water to those who follow Christ. As I was preparing this sermon, I realized that I had understood these words of Jesus to mean that as his followers, we are to demonstrate kindness and care and hospitality for others, which is true. But what Jesus actually says here is that God notices others, even religious strangers, even those outside of our faith communities who show kindness and care and hospitality for us. May we be gracious hosts and gracious guests as we speak the good news and do the good work of Christ. May we be open to the boundless Holy Spirit 
who works in us and in others in ways beyond our comprehension. May we hear and may we speak the word of the Lord. May all the Lord's people be prophets. Amen. Thanks for listening. We're doing this every week, so make sure to subscribe. If you'd like more information about St. John's mission to know Christ and make Christ known, visit our website, stjohnslutheran.church. May God bless you on this day and in all the days ahead.